It's such a shame because Paul thought of everything but the tip. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he was so close. Some would say just the tip. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that joke where it belongs in the in the show. <laughs> that one's getting bumped up. That one's getting bumped up. Red Raiders. Hello. Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators with the occasional side quest for polls and wrapping paper. My name is Fenwald Griswick. And I am Chaotic Anarchy. And I'm TK. And with us today, we have a special guest host. Yay. Everybody say hello to the Lord Lexapro. Yay, that's me. I'm Paul from uh, On the Shoulder. Yay. <laughs> I'm here. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, we're so excited to have you here. So I, now I hit record and send this file, right? We're done, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> All right. The shoulder, is that a part of Australia? No, it is not. We do have shoulders here, though. We have two of them, actually. Oh, good. Each. Um, oh, really? Yeah. No. Um, I'm learning so much. Our show has... One Australian, one American, and I was born in New Zealand, technically. Um, but this show is about um, evil and good sort of working together. So it's like the, you know, the devil and the angel on the shoulder. You get it? Mm-hmm. You know? I totally. Know. Yep. So that's what that is. <laughs> it's about, you know, keeping the balance between good and evil. Yeah. So, yep. It is a very interesting show. I had the opportunity to listen to a couple of episodes this week, and it was really good. Thank you. Um, yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to share with our listeners uh, the kind of DM that you are. All right. Ooh. So I, I would like to uh, propose a scenario. I'm okay. sitting at your table. All right. And yep. I'm one of your players. So you're, you're my dungeon master. I mm-hmm. roll a medicine check, but the die rolls off the table. It hits me in the vagina. And then it turns <laughs> out that it's a nat 20. Okay. <laughs> Does the roll still count? Yes, it does. That's what I thought. And that's why you should listen to this podcast, listeners. I was actually listening to that episode the other day, and I was like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. Why are we recording this? <laughs> so your game, uh, it takes place in a, in a modern alternative Earth. So everything is basically the same. Uh, people have cell phones. There are you know skyscrapers, uh, mm. but it is slightly different in that uh, there are angels and there are demons and there are devils. Correct? Yes. Yeah. So it uh, basically uh, it's if you mix like all uh, classic fantasy, you know, orcs, elves, gnomes, all of that jazz, and then you throw them into the modern world as if they all sort of evolve together to become modern society. Um, the city is based off, you know, a bit of a behind baseball right now, but the city is based off Brisbane city in Australia. Um, and, uh, so that the planet is named Kumkishlok. And the reason it's named that is simply because we didn't have a name. And so Emily, who plays the Deva, um, she just Googled you know, her city name generators and, um, that's what came up. 
So that's literally what we went with. Um, but yeah, and there's like Grim Reapers who drive taxis. They're called Styx cabs. You know, you know the uh, the fairy sure. man on the sticks mythology sure. and all of that. That's um, awesome. Which I love. And Beth basically just names things. So we we take a lot of things like um, Seven Eleven, which she called Seven Ghoul Eleven, and Krispy Kremes are cricket creams, which have real crickets. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and then <sighs> Emily. Our artist does uh, just uh, mock-ups of them, which you can see if you've got our Twitter, the uh, the banner image is this cricket cream, um, you know, mock image of, of Krispy Kreme. It's 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 really cool. Kum yeah. Kishlock, by the way, is spelled uh, the exact opposite of the way that you would want to spell it if you were going to read it over and over again. There's no less than three Qs. No less than three Qs. Yeah, when she was spelling, because I was like, okay, cool, we'll go with that. How do you spell that? And she was like, Q-U-M-Q. I was like, oh my god, there's so many Qs. At one point she sneezed and he wrote it down. This podcast was like a, because we originally, we had a different podcast going with a bigger group, but um, some difference in opinions happened and half the group uh, pulled out. And so we were like, you know what, we've, we've been waiting too long to do this. Let's just do, let's just do a podcast like right now. And sure. so a lot of this podcast is winged, completely improv. Um, so a lot of the world building is completely do, uh, within the whole group. It's not just me. And uh, I it's been an experiment it's been fun but i like where it's but that's the thing that's what makes it so interesting because when you're listening to it you know you guys are laughing and having fun and it really you know kind of brings the audience into the experience of making a world Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because on the spot we were like wait this thing doesn't have a name someone someone give me a name give me a name like uh (laughs) when when this like when one of the characters uh the deva she's good at hacking for some reason um so I gave each character two modern proficiencies so that they can, uh, you know, uh, have an excuse for what they've been doing in the world for the last two years. But they, so that she's good at hacking and she had to hack someone's social media account um, to track him down. And we're like, wait, what do we call that? What do we call that? And eventually we went through so many suggestions on air and then she goes, Kubi Calf. And we're like, yeah, yeah. And then literally like two months later, she was like, you know, Kubi Calf is Facebook backwards. I was like, what? I had no idea. <laughs> I was like, like you were blindsiding me right now. Well, that actually comes up a couple times because uh, there's Lamora, right? Mm-hmm. Whose last name is Florida. And yep. if you put that together, Lamora, Florida is an actual place. Yep. Detroit, my chicken. <laughs> Sure. Which is obvious, which is quite obvious, um, but they're spelled differently. Okay, um, but yeah. yeah so uh, there is just an abundance of puns and references, um, and in the first two episodes, in the second episode, there's a character introduced called Mister Lenti, who's Bay of Plenty, and in New Zealand, um, Bay of Plenty is what he's named after. Um, and so yeah, just everything is a pun or a reference in some regards. Some of them are harder to get, and uh, I kind of hope that somebody eventually goes through and tries to get every single reference and write it down because I would love to see if they can get them all. You're a D and D podcast, dude. I'm sure it's gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. Just, your fan base—they're gonna make a wiki for you, and then you're gonna hear about it. Like, when did this happen? That's yeah, right. Exactly. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I listened to the old episodes myself. And I'm like, what the, what, we, we did this? This was a quest? Like, cause we record, um, like a season in advance. We record, um, about 12 to 14 episodes in advance. 
um, because wow. we have quite chaotic uh, we schedules. We are not that prepared. Um, <laughs> yeah, because our schedules are just off, <laughs> off the hook, and so we have to make sure we keep up a constant flow. Um, and so, yeah, I'll go back and listen to things that the, the listeners are currently listening to. I'm like, what? No, th- that's crazy. Um, and then I, and then I'll realize that I referenced something like 20 episodes later, completely wrong. But you know, whatever. It's your world. You can change it whenever you want. Exactly. So, how did you get started with Dungeons and Dragons? Oh man, that was like. Um, so my sister married a guy, and he was a super Dungeons and Dragons dude. Um, I'd never even heard of it. I was like, um, I don't know. I want to say 13. Um, and he had this big group of friends that would play. And one day, my mother left the left their house so we were visiting them and she drove home without me forgetting me because (laughs) that's how i grew up um and basically i was like all right well i guess i get to sit here for an hour so i sat in the living room and then they all came in (laughs) and started rolling dice and they were like talking about how they want to throw the table at the orc and blah 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 and i was like that sounds amazing and then they all like (laughs) you know they saw my interest and they all just stopped their game and like hey yeah you've never played this guess what you can do anything i was like no way um and, and yeah and it was that was pretty much my upper. and then i spent like the next hour asking them about all of the dice because i didn't understand and they painstakingly explained to me what function each dice can have um now that i'm a dm i realize how annoying i must have been but you know it it, it worked at least I, I i got into D and then um found some some cool people to play. You were with. abandoned into D and D. That's incredible. <laughs> I love it. D and D was now my mother. <laughs> it's kind of like being raised by the wolves. <laughs> yeah, pretty raised much. by D and D. Raised by the dire wolves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then actually, um, I went through a, a phase of um, Call of Cthulhu because Call of Cthulhu. Yes, which amazing. edition? Um, I don't even know. Call of Cthulhu got weird because it went like a pulp Cthulhu and then third edition D20 and then there's um, seventh edition, eighth, ninth, and soon to be twelfth, but I don't know what happened to tenth or eleventh. Oh, that's weird. I didn't even I know think that. Seventh was the one then. I, yeah, I thought seventh was like the highest. Yeah, I thought that. I think that's what I was doing. I learned about those recently from a friend of mine on another podcast that I listened to. <laughs> When he asked if I wanted to play, I was like, I thought it stopped at seven. <laughs> I hope they improve the character sheets because that was intense or something. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, that was How's it even favorite. possible? I was like, oh, I'll do this the day before. No worse idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm still not even entirely sure if I understand how the dice rolling in that game works. But, you know, I, I, I made it work. Um, I'm so thankful like Roll20 did it all for me. I didn't have to worry about it. And, and Call of Cthulhu, I just call that homebrewing the hell out of it and hoping it was just fun. Exactly. <laughs> but you're, you're... I would love to play Call of Cthulhu. Oh, Call of Cthulhu. Oh, my God. Call the new name of the game. Call of Cthulhu. Yes, I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to play one all the way through. I only get like the first half because I always play it for one shots. I have no idea how any of them end. It's so sad. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to be starting a Call of Thule um, <laughs> podcast at some point, but I need to find some quality players. So, you know, oh. just, uh, 
Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still back on Call of Cthulhu number two, so don't tell me how it ends. <laughs> no. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's Call you of might Thule like now. it, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bit. <laughs> it's like the, the biggest spoil of all. Everyone goes insane and they make a new edition. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. They, they couldn't decide who got the Golden Cthulhu Cup. <laughs> I played one, Grizz, that you might like where everybody. Is everybody an investigator in all of them? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, Grizz, you might like it because you're investigators and it's like super dark. I love putting people in jail. Yeah. <laughs> like I had one time where somebody gave me like a hand and there was a puzzle on it. I was like, this is so in depth. <laughs> you're a, you're an investigator, but not usually in a legal capacity. Like, yeah, no. you're just a normal my, guy. My character like, was straight up on coke all the time. One of the backgrounds <laughs> is cop. Yeah, there is Followed that, but there is so in many the book, backgrounds. Crooked cop. <laughs> the list That's of totally backgrounds UTK, in seven is amazing. Like it's huge. You can play. There's literally like a hundred different um, options there, and it's pretty crazy. And each one has their own stupid sheet. But actually, <laughs> as as a you know as a sort of reference to this, I actually in on the shoulder we recently uh, implemented the insanity uh, mechanic um, because our game is slowly but surely turning horror. Um, and so, yeah, uh, now we, we actually, spoiler alert, I'm not going to say who or how, but one of the characters finally failed their sanity, um, in season two, which isn't released yet. Um, and that yes. was amazingly fun. That was just... Sanity yeah. is a very interesting mechanic in any game system. It really can turn everything on its head. Yeah, I... Yeah, I use it in my D&D games. I love the Call of Thule, um sanity uh <laughs> table like just because um see this is how butter butterstrosity happens see i say something yeah. ridiculous I, and then it picks up i'm literally stealing it and that's going to be the name of the podcast call of thule <laughs> yeah. i'm glad i could help that's what i'm here for <laughs> that is gonna be the newest thing now <laughs> Oh, I try so hard. (laughs) (laughs) So you said you created characters for different campaigns that you've been in. What is maybe one of your favorite characters that stand out for you? Um, You know, I I actually, I read a, uh, on Twitter, there was this question asking um, pretty much a, a similar question. And I realized my favorite character is a character I didn't create. Um, basically in episode three, like really early, I decided, because again, we were improving, we were just throwing stuff together on the fly. I decided mm-hmm. that, um, because one of the characters, they have to go buy this mushroom and I was like, all right, well, I guess, you know, you go to a mushroom <laughs> shop, blah, 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 blah. And then Beth decides, she's like, oh, but what if the character behind the, the, the counter is like this? And I was like, all right, DM decision, you're playing that character. And I was like, go. And it turns out to be the funniest character in the entire campaign so far and her name is um uh, bertha the bewildered and she's this little <laughs> old no, uh this little old goblin who's just kind of crazy and um yeah she's just amazing uh, and that the episode is named after her i'm not even gonna try to say her, ca- her catchphrase because i just I, I would fail at it but when it happens <laughs> in the show we all just laughed incredibly hard um i cut out some of the laughter because it just got obnoxious at a point 
but it, <laughs> but and then like she comes back like like six or so episodes later and it's it's amazing so that's definitely my favorite character is birth of the bewildered yeah that's what episode 38 is for it's for all those great laugh track moments we're like here's <laughs> exactly. what you missed <laughs> like i'm literally collecting i mean i'm collecting you know the on the on the editing room floor type uh cuts and cutouts and outtakes and all that oh um, yeah and that and there's there's some things i'm just like this is funny but i i don't know if i want to share this like this is this is so funny i don't think you people can handle this um and so <laughs> you know, i'm just got, I, I might put that on if we ever do a patreon that'll be in there because uh yep Oh, you should definitely do a Patreon. Definitely. New Year's Eve cannot get here fast enough because literally I have two hours worth of highlights that I have to go through at some point in order to make that episode happen. So, <laughs> All right, look, don't rush me. I don't even know what happened to October. <laughs> I know, right? Yes, TK and I are shocked. Shocked, I say. <laughs> shocked and bewildered. It's because you put together state. the world's longest D&D game and, you know, <laughs> that took all your time like, away. It did. It really and did. Then and the gritty. And I got the bright idea of we're going to stay up almost this whole time. <laughs> For, forever. The last day was hilarious. I couldn't even tell you half of the things we said. It was ridiculous. I remember running a TPK theater that Barely. day. I remember when TK just all of a sudden was just sitting there, not moving like a statue. <laughs> he was like, he's like, I gotta run. I can't sit here anymore. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We're blending segments now. We have to, we gotta hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. That's, see, Griswick keeps us organized. That's right. Without him, it, we would be best friends by morning. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so real quick, uh, first of all, I just want to end this by saying uh, that you're... No, wait, I'm not done. What's this? Oh. I'm not done with Lexapro. I'm sorry, go ahead. I have things. Do you prefer Lexapro or Paul? Paul. So my my uh, oh. my social media stuff like Discord and so on is under Lexapro, mm-hmm. but my DMing and everything is under Paul, so I, I, I go with Was Paul. Lord Escatalopram taken? <laughs> it's hilarious because it was um, really? that's that's a funny joke but it actually was finding a name uh, on twitter is a bitch it is yeah. you think you're creative but somebody else mm-hmm. is i've been the same name for 25 years so <laughs> yeah no i actually didn't try it on twitter I, that was on uh discord i think it must be discord somewhere i don't know but it was taken but on twitter i go by polosophize now um, which is so many references put into one thing. I like that. Sounds mm. stupid. <laughs> that makes sense now. TK, not all of us are as uh, uh, willing to sit there with the name generator for that amount of time to get the good one out of it. <laughs> You're a very patient person. We try three, and if they don't work, we just do anything. <laughs> <laughs> just go with the ones like, here's the name you want with 15 le- numbers after it. Yeah. <laughs> Or, like, I've seen people with, like, the name, all the good names were taken. Like, that's their name. I'm like, yeah, I feel you, bro. <laughs> I'm going to make that an NPC now. <laughs> yes, just by looking at it, I can tell you that Kumkishlock is definitely a three-click random generated name. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Are you going to stream on Twitch? With recording so far in advance, um, it makes that difficult. Um, cause obviously like we are recording already like a season in advance. Um, if anybody were to watch the Twitch stream, then it'd be, it wouldn't really make a lot of sense. 
Mm, but that's you, true. Gotta, you gotta um, do so, a one shot. Yeah, well, yeah. We, we're definitely going to be doing... Um, so we're already in the works with doing... Um, Beth, um, one of my players, she really wants to do... Um, she really wants to DM, so we're going to do a side campaign. And then Emily is also coming up with a campaign, which you want to do. Um, one of those will be a free content. One of those will be Patreon. Um, and then I am trying to get in the works a, uh, a Call of Thule game started, which I would really <laughs> like to do Twitch streaming the Call of Thule game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just the, the laughter in the background. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm done with the interview now. <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's Call of Thule from now. I'm literally using that. <laughs> That'll be the hashtag for this episode. Yeah, Call of Thule. <laughs> I have so many hashtags out there for my mistakes. <laughs> Twitter should start paying me. <laughs> Twitter's already afraid of you, CA. Yes. If you do a one shot, I want to make sure that I get invited because my character's name is going to be uh, Decatur Georgie. And okay. yeah, he's going to be a bar back at the Capricornian nightclub. <laughs> the underworld's hottest dive bar. Okay. <laughs> oh god Beth's gonna love that <laughs> I just want to end uh, this interview by saying that your co-hosts are amazing alright oh I agree Elizabeth does an amazing Balkan Eastern European accent it is flawless <laughs> and it is amazing uh, it just it is, is spot on good. Yeah. and Emily has this amazing ability to go weeks on end without even once updating her character sheet because she can keep all that information in her head Yes, that is so good. Literally, I I, I ended up having to um, I have to check before each game. I'm like, I right, do you have it? Do you have it with you? Is it updated? Because <laughs> like, I need this information. Um, and then sometimes I just update it. <laughs> it's promo time. Greetings, fellow adventurers. Fenwald Griswick here. Dice are like people. When they first arrive at your house, you're thrilled to see them, and they cooperate with your plans for world domination. But then, after about five hours or so, you develop a mutual hatred, and they deliberately screw with your stuff out of spite. Are you tired of rolling a 1 when you really needed a 12 or higher? Do your acrobatics checks look more like grasping vines? Have you been killed while casting Animal Friendship? Scientifically speaking, your dice probably aren't cursed. But why take the chance? Our presenting sponsor this week is Tabletop Loot. Tabletop Loot has a wide variety of gaming accessories, such as complete sets of dice, tote bags, t-shirts, rolling towers, and much more. They even have those pads of paper you use to write down the list of things you need to buy from the grocery store. Whether it's ending the terrible reign of an undead dragon or simply trying to climb out of a hole formerly lived in by a gelatinous cube, don't settle for substandard tools. Visit tabletoploot.com right now to see all of their amazing wares. And when you find something you like, use the code THREADRAIDERS at checkout to get an even bigger discount. After all, what's the point in publicly admitting you know us if you're not going to get a little cash out of the deal? Tabletop Loot, loot for every table. And now, back to our show. All right. Uh, TK, you got a game for yes. us this week? I do. It is one that mm. I've got to play around with a little bit, and it is Fate Core. Fate Core? Yes. What's that all about? Uh, is that the one Joy plays? Yeah. Oh. It, uh, 
Uh, as most of people know, uh, Joy is Dire Foxy Coin. She's had aliases on this show. I can't remember all the ways we butchered her name. <laughs> Quite a few. <laughs> hey, episode 29. <laughs> I looked into it and I actually got to play a, a one shot I ran with my players. It's really fun. It's more narrative than GM driven. Mm-hmm. It's roll the dice, see if you can do the thing. And then the player has to kind of make up how they're doing it. Sure. Real Give me an example. Like, a, let's say I'm DMing you three and see you say, oh, I want to see if I can shoot that apple off Grizz's head with mm-hmm. a bow and arrow. I like, but the, I like the, where this is going. Arrow Am I still up. jogging? <laughs> yes. <laughs> As he chases after the ice cream truck, I want to shoot the apple off his head with my crossbow. You would, and Paul being my assistant next to me. Check if you have the skill. Paul and I have skill. <laughs> if you have the skill, you get a plus whatever many points you put into that skill are. And then you would roll 3d6. Oh, it's a d6 system. Which is really nice. And it's just yeah. 3d6 all the time. I like how d6 has been around for 5,000 years. But the second somebody says, oh, it's a d6 system, we're like, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> really? A d6? Ooh. If I own a game of Monopoly, I can play this? <laughs> I had a lot of fun when I ran the game for it. Cause my players wanted a break. I was like, okay, we'll take a break from D&D. We'll play this. They did some crazy stuff trying to rob a bank. Now, are there multiple editions? Or are you saying lots of books as in there's lots of adventures? Uh, there's different supplements for it for different worlds. Like uh, one that I was planning on running on stream until the people I was going to stream with uh, flaked out for too many weeks. And I said, screw it, was going to be uh, the Dresden Files. Ooh. Yes, I really wanted to play. I have all the books, but I didn't have any of my friends who wanted to play. are like, yeah, we'll, we'll play but with you. Am I not enough? You shouldn't have flaked out, <laughs> Can't you DM for me? I'm just sick of it. We need at least three people to play it. See? Paul's here. <laughs> that makes two of us. And if Mandy's sitting over your shoulder, she can play. <laughs> See? She does not. She does not like the tabletop games, unfortunately. (laughs) Oh, Mandy, Mandy. Now, Mandy, poo. Why? Not her cup of tea. (sighs) No, but she's got those video games, though. Yeah, like she owns an Assassin's Creed. Yes. I digress. Go ahead. (laughs) Sorry, DK. The the, pretty much the whole system is success versus failure. You can use uh, fudge dice. If you want special dice, they have the what's plus the, and minus. What's the fudge dice? They have plus and minuses on them. Oh, that's nice. And they're made out what of fudge. That, what does that mean when it when I fudge something? Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a, a plus means you succeed, a minus means you fail. Okay. That seems and self-explanatory. Like, uh, <laughs> has... Sorry, I asked now. Can we cut that out? <laughs> <laughs> click, click. Okay, we're back. Yes, Paul, forget you heard that. Yep. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> Speak well of us, Paul. <laughs> yes, please remember me how I was before I said everything today. <laughs> remember when you didn't know me yesterday? Let's go back to that. Okay? <laughs> All right, fudge dice. Uh, the fudge dice just basically have a plus and minus on them. You, you know, D&D, we have inspiration. Fate has fate points, which through all the renditions of fate, they name it something else. But it's essentially a point you can use to do something completely crazy and off the wall. And if it succeeds, you get a lot of cool stuff. If it fails, you fail horribly and could 
almost die. Mm. Oh, no. So it's a very do or die type scenario. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sounds like my campaign. <laughs> so you go through a lot of characters in this game? If you're in one of my games, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think in Joyce's campaign, isn't she been going on for at least a year, right? I think over that. I know her One yeah, Piece game a long time. has been going on a while. Yeah. She loves that game. She live tweets her One Fate game. <laughs> no, we love you, Joy. I love I love when the live tweets happen because then I feel like I'm actually watching it on stream, <laughs> but I can follow it better because I'm normally like cooking when the game is on. I like to make things super consequential, so realistically, so without ever fudging it, without ever like holding my players' hands. Like so, for example, um, episode four, um, which is called "I'm a Fukin Inmate." Um, that's when Beth <laughs> throws on a, um, I think like a, an Irish accent out of nowhere. And it is amazing. But, um, woman's got the mouth of a truck driver, by the way. Yeah, but, um, but basically, uh, like they're going to do this assassination thing and she just decides, Oh, I don't need to plan this. And she literally just gets out the car and tries to sneak into this dude's house. And he's like rich and has guards and things. And in that moment I was like, Oh God, she's going to die. Um, and then she gets seen by the guard. And so I have to pull up the revolver stats, which does like 2d8, which is more health than she has at this point. And I'm like, yeah, you're really not going to want to be hit by this. Um, and the whole scene just goes so downward spiral. Um, but what I love about that is I love not holding the play's hands. Like so many D&D podcasts they are like, oh, I guess he misses. And he misses again. You're going to need to save yourself. He misses again. Um, I'm like, no, just kill them. Just kill them. <laughs> and so that's kind of, that's, yeah. If, if my players get themselves in trouble, they, they will die. It's, it's just how it works. Well, in all fairness, uh, Lord Lex, your players are literally undead. So I'm sure you could retcon that so that they come back <laughs> But in I the wouldn't future. retcon it, and that's the point. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> TK, on the other hand, has actual uh, living humans that uh, when they die, they're just dead. And he studies the Spanish Inquisition for ways to find out how to kill someone in one of his campaigns. That's like his pride and joy. Grizz, you, you saw my joy during the TPK theater. <laughs> the one player, we're in a giant iron maiden that's spinning around with a meat grinder over our heads. Yes. <laughs> I don't like it, that you're smiling so much, TK. TK watches the movie Saw and thinks that that's something you should aspire to. In D and D, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, yes. I've, I've been recently. I've been watching a lot of horror movies just to try and get inspiration. And I tweet about it sometimes, like when a movie was horrible, and I'm like, no, never use this. Like we watched <laughs> Mirrors, and I was like, all right, avoid all mirror cliches because this is terrible. But like, yeah. I, I watch horror movies for inspiration. So, Paul, you and I should talk. Yes. I have a list of horror movies that inspired the TPK theater. Hey, wait. I want to talk, too. I want to talk. Why is it always about Paul? <laughs> this episode's so, about so me. You, me, and CA are going to get to a DM together. I'm going to send you guys my list of movies that inspired the TPK theater. Thank you. <laughs> and you guys are going to look at me like, maybe he's a serial killer? <laughs> Maybe. I all about that serial killer life. Get on down and party. All right, CA. What's happening on Twitter? Do I have to sing my song again? Please. This is my episode. It's special. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought Grizz was supposed to And sing congratulations. Song. You get to sing. Yay. Yay. He doesn't know the song. The song goes as follows It's community update. 
It's community update. Yes. Yay. Oh, we're going to clip that. So good. <laughs> And then play it every week. Yes, on Twitter, <laughs> YouTube, oh, all the social media properties. <laughs> Be like our commercial and our Twitch channel. <laughs> even if it's not even relevant for the stream. CA, <laughs> yeah, if you haven't actually checked your Twitter account, we can totally understand that because the sheer volume of tweets that you put out over the weekend for the Extra Life thing is uh, extraordinary. I know. I even lost a few people because I'm sure they thought I was spamming them. I felt really bad, but I was like, it's for the kids. (laughs) Come back. (laughs) I gained like 60 followers because of Extra Life, and I don't know why they're following me now. And also what bothers me, this is my tiny rant, is that the Twitter app is wrong. Yeah. It's very, very wrong. It fluctuates. It changes. It goes up and down and up and down all day long. It's like Reddit. It's It's infuriating. I, don't even get me started about Reddit. Why do you even go there? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why is that a thing? Look how disorganized Reddit is. How do you function in life? I hate it there. <laughs> See, that's why I'm the Reddit admin, CA. <laughs> because it makes me sad. Remember, remember when you asked me. Why are you on Reddit? What's over there? Should we be watching you over me? there? No, I, I honestly just, we don't have any, like Beth's been wanting to get Reddit up. Um, for our show mm-hmm. but i was like eh, it's very as you say Terrible. it's chaotic um yeah but i i honestly and not in a good way not in a good way um like i stopped using reddit when i started using twitter for years i hated twitter and then when we started the show i was like fine i'll learn how to use twitter and now i don't really <laughs> care about so yep mm. it sucked me in well i'm glad you did i'm absolutely hooked on our today i learned uh, oh, yeah. I love that Reddit. Absolutely I um I, I did a today I learned and got like fifty thousand upvotes. Wow. Um, and it was to do with the with that Gandalf isn't human, so <laughs> like like I didn't realize I thought he was just a wizard human guy in Lord of the Rings. Nope, he's like a completely different race created by the gods, and I didn't know that. Anyway, but now you do. Yep, I got so much hate for that for that for that post though. People are like, oh, you didn't Aww. know that? You didn't know that? I'm like, no, I didn't know that. I've only seen the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I posted it here. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm such a filthy casual. <laughs> Just tell them, look, I didn't read the 1900 <laughs> page of Rowling. I didn't realize how bloodthirsty the Today I Learned crew are. Now I'm oh. starting to sour on that channel. If, if, if you mentioned anything <laughs> Lord of the Rings, if you didn't already know it, you are evil. But yeah, no, I do love that thread, honestly. It sounds like something that recently happened with a bigger named uh, gaming company that in the TTRPG community, they did that and got so much hate. Wow. No names. No names. No names. It's nope. kind of like BlitzCon, what happened. No names. <laughs> Where Diablo. Blitzwin. Blitzwin <laughs> happened. And, and it was terrible because they came out with it. There's a new game coming out, the fourth one. And everybody was like super hype about it because they're hardcore players of this game that apparently can't mention. And here it's a mobile app. And people were pissed because they thought the fourth game was coming out. And they're all like PC players. But instead, it's for a mobile app. They were furious. Yeah. And so I watched the YouTube video today. And it was like pure silence in the crowd. I was like, oh, man. Did you see the follow-up interview with the guy they had make the yes. announcement? Yes. Yes. That guy. Oh, I my God. I so bad for him. <laughs> it was such a shame. Such a shame. I'm not going to go watch this. This sounds great. Mm-hmm. But that part, that part on stage where Aww. he says, do you not have bones? 
And I was like, I was, I was like, I don't know if that's an appropriate reaction, sir. It was not, de- and it made things worse. He's a developer. You know, here you worked X number of hours on this for our company with forced overtime. You just got off work ten hours ago. Go give a speech. Well, that's how I felt about um, F3 is that <laughs> when they brought up the the game that I can't mention about scrolls, uh, they said about the mobile app too. And I was like, well, I don't care about that at all. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, but they were like so excited about it. And I don't understand why everybody's trying to go mobile. But you know what I guess game there's did more it money mess? in it. Yeah. It's, it's easier to monetize on a constant basis with a mobile um, platform. MK, they did it right. It's like, here's our mobile app. Here's our fighting game for your consoles, your PC, mm-hmm. and you can link them together. Yeah. Yeah, they should all be like that by now. Mm-hmm. So you can play on the go and then come home and just plug in your phone and, oh, look, your progress got saved. Well, like, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is a, this makes me an outdated nerd, but like RuneScape just released on phone old school runescape and really and it's it's the exact same game you could like it's the old school you can log in on your computer or on your phone same account same like same players like i was like oh my god that is how you do it that's how you do it it's free there's absolutely you know no extra baggage no ads or anything it's just the damn game you can play and so i've, I've been playing the hell out of that um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, RuneScape's been around for twenty years for a reason. Yeah. They know what yeah. they're doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and just I, I, I realized I was like, yeah, this actually makes the perfect phone game and they have pulled it off amazingly because it it works so well. Anyway. You know what company needs to do that? Uh the lovely people who made the fourth version of the system, which I have and play games with CA on, should totally do that for one of their first MMOs ever. Yes, they really should. Mm-hmm. But then I would disappear from Fallout 76 for like a month and have to go to uh, <laughs> like, you know, some kind of Gamers Anonymous again. <laughs> We're just going to play reruns of the podcast when 76 comes <laughs> out. Because <laughs> all three of us are hardcore players. <laughs> Or we're gonna like record the podcast while we're playing. That's the only way. <laughs> Can I tell a Fallout seventy six story real quick? Yeah. Yes. All right. Always. So I'm playing the beta, right? And if you look at the map in the upper right hand corner, there's <laughs> oh, no. a fucking wooden squirrel. <laughs> and I was like, Let it out, Grizz. Let it all out. I gotta, I gotta go see a squirrel. I got, I have to. So I trekked for twelve days in game time, fighting through all kinds of superhuman. Uh, uh, all kinds of creatures that were way beyond my level. I'm like a level four, all right? I was facing 28s at one point. And I get all the way to the edge of the map, and there's a gigantic invisible wall that runs the entire northern border right in front of where the squirrel is. And it, it's behind a mountain, apparently. And I'm like, why? What is there? <laughs> they won't tell me. Aww. But they're going to have so much stuff you can do. I got the, um, like, I pre-ordered the super special with, like, the talking helmet and, like, all of that stuff. So I'm pretty excited. <gasps> Wait, what are you playing on? What system? Uh, PS4. Yes! 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 Are you going to yeah. be a part of the Thread Reader Club? You must play with us. 
I will. Yes, I, will. I already have it planned out. I, I'm making a hole in the wall. It's going to be a bar. And there's going to be the really long hallway behind it with a speakeasy door. And then that's where I'm going to store all my trash. See, I going to do that wall build the segment around it. Wait a minute. You're going to call it the hole in the wall? Well, I mean. <laughs> oh, God. I just got it. Wow. <laughs> All right, wait a minute. I didn't think about it. I mean, I... I'm we so glad we had this conversation off We'll call it another name. He's a thread We'll call it a different name, but the point is that I have a place to store my trash, and then I could give it out to the community if they need that anything. So I'm really excited about this. glorious, pun entirely C-A's? intended. We're going to have a pool table, magazines. It's going to be wonderful. CA's going to build wait. So this, now you get to be a part of it with us. You have no choice because I claim nice safe place. <laughs> put a comp- I'm building walls around a settlement with turrets works. and mines. Wow. Oh, yes. Just to defend to our settlement against uh, raiders because mm-hmm. if someone gets marked uh, for killing a player like without PvP permission, they're marked as a dangerous mob. So mines will take them out. Nice. And whoever lays Make the sure mine gets the. Don't bounty. take out our people. <laughs> I don't want you to blow up Paul on his first day hanging out with us and fall out. <laughs> oh, no. He'll never you, come back. See, as long as you know Paul doesn't go on a murder, hobo murder spree. Oh God, that was my. Well, we don't know plan. how Paul is. Um, see, well, he's a raider. I knew it. Too. This whole this whole episode, me coming on here with you guys, was just to get into the the hole in the wall, and then I was going to kill everybody. <laughs> this is my, my master plan. I just wanted to share my trash with you. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That bar has now been renamed. Mm. Oh, sorry. It's uh, the void in the bricks. That's the, the void. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. We'll see. It sounds like yes. the community is doing great. So thanks for that update. Moving on. Wait, I didn't give an update yet. Wait, just two seconds. Oh, go ahead. I promise. I won't be long. I promise. I believe okay. you. I just <laughs> community update. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, we already had the audio for me doing that. Sorry. That's right, and we have to pay him a nickel. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> for every episode, see, I bet you didn't know you were going to make money off of this. You're welcome. <laughs> Wait, I just want to say thank you, everyone, for coming out for the extra life oh, fundraiser. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so good. Over, it was over fifty-five hours in the end, and I didn't think it was going to end. <laughs> we were all very tired, but it was totally worth it. It was so fun because our goal was five hundred dollars, and we made three thousand three hundred and forty-seven dollars. Nice. That is awesome. And thank you so much. Oh, we appreciate. Got to give a shout out to our. Uh, Ginger Viking for shaving Aww. once we met our three thousand dollar goal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Nils, aka Heavy Metal Jesus, um, stated that if we made it to two hundred and fifty, no, two thousand five hundred, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he would cut his beard short, and three thousand he would shave it off, and so now he is beardless. <laughs> we appreciate it, Nils. He's beardless as we for speak, or he's running for his life trying to preserve <laughs> his facial hair. No, he shaved it on video, and we posted it. Awesome. And we mourned. So cool. But he's going to grow it back for next year. So Every day on November 4th, there will be a Threadraider holiday where we remember Nils' fallen beard. And, you know, I got a letter from his wife saying thank you. So. <laughs> <laughs>
And thank you to all our volunteers out there. Uh, we had about 10 volunteers who hung out with us and helped with the giveaways. And uh, thank you for the moderators to kick any trolls out, which I don't think we had a single troll that entire time. It was amazing. No. Yeah, we did good. Yeah, and thank you, Extra Life, for following us. And we look forward to being with you next year, definitely. I think everybody's super excited. We're already gearing up for it. So, yeah, that was my community update. We have a whole year for us to you know, become immune to Monster Energy Drink. <laughs> yes, and this year, like, I had no idea how to stream on PC. Literally, I taught myself the day before <laughs> the fundraiser. So next year, I'll be more prepared. <laughs> I now know all the things that can go wrong. So, you know, it can only get better from here. <laughs> you and me, Paul, are going to connect our minds. All right. And then I'm going to win. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm willing to work with teams with you. You're pretty cool. All right. I, it's okay. I am pretty cool. Um. <laughs> right. Well, I'm glad we agree on something. See, it's working. <laughs> Now, just, just remember right, the truth serum doesn't work. It doesn't. No, we've proven that very, very wrong. Maybe the false serum this time. Maybe. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's tea time. Tea time. The segment of our show where we check the so-called facts from the underside of a popular beverage tea brand who shall remain nameless. Until they sponsor us, of course. Yes, well. I'm still waiting. Who knows what the future the might hold. Or letter. I'm willing to take letter form, too. That's okay. <laughs> At this point, we'll take swag. <laughs> Free caps, please. Your choices are true, false, or huh. I will read the fact and then wait for your response. Paul doesn't know what huh means. Uh, <laughs> Paul, is that You're true? Welcome, Paul. I got you. No, that is not true. I deem that false. <laughs> Snapchat fact number 724. A pineapple is neither an apple or a pine. It is, in fact, a large berry. True. Yeah, I think that's true. True. Just out of curiosity, is this based on any sort of uh, gardening experience? Um, I put pineapple in my mouth quite frequently. So. <laughs> I think is it barley <laughs> See, Paul started before. I, we're friends, I've cut so. plenty of pineapples. They don't look like apples. See? TK don't lie. <laughs> and the answer is true. Woo! Yay! Woo! Pineapples to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> a berry is defined as follows it is a fruit of course that has three different parts an outer skin a fleshy middle and then an innermost part which holds all the seeds uh, an apple uh, is not a berry uh, the seeds are actually in what is called the mesocarp that's the fleshy part in the middle uh, a pine is not a fruit at all it's actually a tree and of course the pineapple is the berry Ananas comosis. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that was such an odd ending. It was just comosis, and then that was it. It sounded like a Harry Potter magical spell. Fun fact, a banana is actually a berry. Wow. Despite the fact that Cavendish bananas uh, don't have any seeds. That's weird. Really? Yes. That is weird. Snapcat fact number 443. The pound sign, or the hash, is called an octothorpe. I want to say false. Uh, Octothorpe? No, I don't think so. I'm going to say like, false. Like, like, I feel like octo. Because the root octo is eight. Correct. Yeah. Is there eight slashes in it? No, uh, there's four slashes. 
nine squares made by the slashes. I like how you think, Paul. <laughs> yeah, I'm false in it. All right. And the answer is, this one's also true. What? Oh. Is it because the dots, like if you count the edges? Uh, you're counting the uh, tips, as a matter of fact. You are correct. In Greek, octo means eight. And uh, the word Thorpe comes from Jim Thorpe, the athlete. And here's why. Uh, so literally, there's only one place on the planet where the word Octothorpe is used. It was invented by Bell Labs in 1968. However, it is an official definition because Bell Labs actually created the button on the phone uh, that is the quote-unquote hash. Mm. It's such a shame because Paul thought of everything but the tip. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he was so close. Some would say just the tip. There it is. <laughs> I'll put that joke where it belongs in the in the show. <laughs> that one's getting bumped up. That one's getting bumped up. <laughs> Next to the void in the brick. <laughs> Originally, it was a joke by engineers, but since they didn't have another name, they actually just adopted Octothorpe uh, and began calling it that. That sounds like how my podcast was. Uh, everything in the podcast was named. Now, of course, some of you might know this is the pound sign, and the reason for that is uh, very specific. So, the word Libra in Latin uh, means scales. And whenever you went to the, the market or whatever and you wanted to buy something, uh, they would put whatever you wanted to buy on one side of a scale and then they would put weights on the other side to figure out how much you were buying and they would charge you that much. Uh, so if you went to the store and you were buying a pound of eggs, you had to denote that in some way. So they would write 1LB, the LB being for Libra. The problem is that a lowercase l looks a lot like a 1. So when uh, people who were in charge of the scales would actually write that down, they would put a slash through both the L and the B in order to designate that that's not a 1, it's a lowercase l. Flash forward 2,000 years, super lazy people decided that even writing the B uh, was too much effort. And so what was the little round part of the lowercase B became eventually the second slash across. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. I've always wondered what that LB was. I, I, now you know. I just assumed it was an abbreviation for pound for you know, almost 30 years. Hmm. Learned something new today. That's incredibly yes. fascinating. I could do an entire half hour on the hash mark, but unfortunately uh, we just would run out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, I would direct you to uh, an episode of the podcast 99% Invisible, who did an entire episode dedicated to the Octothorpe. It's episode number 145. All right. Definitely have to listen to that. Wow. So after you listen to our podcast and Paul's podcast, go listen to that. Uh, well, if, after you listen to mine like a couple of times, then you then you can go listen to that. Yeah, yeah don't don't rush it. Paul's special. Actually, after you listen to the one shot and then Paul's podcast and then this podcast, then you can go over and there. The extra life. Fooly. Yeah, don't forget the extra life. Uh, <laughs> and of course, you got to meet us on uh, PlayStation. I give up. I'm out. I'm leaving. <laughs> oh my God, it's October again. <laughs> <laughs> Snapcat fact number 833. Children have more taste buds than adults. False. Oh, I hope not, because they eat a lot of nasty crap. <laughs> like peas. Children are disgusting, that is true. <laughs> no. I'm just saying that peas and carrots in a jar is gross. I I hope they can't taste it more. 
I want to say true. I want to say false. They might, like, disintegrate, sure, but I think they regenerate, so, you know, I think... They just get... <laughs> they just get... I think we end up uh, with the same amount. Disintegrate, regenerate. Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, I'm, I'm cool false. I'm still there. This one is also true. Oh, my no. God. Now, I got to know how. Uh, the average adult has about 10,000 taste buds, uh, which appear as tiny receptors on your tongue, inside of your mouth, somewhere in your throat, a little bit in the nose, so on and so forth. Um, while taste buds are replaced, uh, mathematically speaking, they do reduce over time. So by definition, uh, a newborn must have the most taste buds. Huh. You'd think like Gerber food would just try them. <laughs> <laughs> I think the key is to buy the vanilla pudding and then mix it in and everything. Yes, like <laughs> vanilla pudding. I used to eat that even in high school. Isn't that weird? At lunchtime, that's what I would have is vanilla. That is the me. definition of weird. <laughs> yeah. That, that's not weird. Trust me. It's the weird unique. stuff I know I cannot say on the podcast. <laughs> oh, CK, you always accept me for who I am. That's so That nice. goes into the <laughs> void in the brick. That's where that weird stuff goes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. That's going to be the episode. Yes. I'm writing that down. <laughs> Snapcap fact number 56. One quarter of the bones in your body or in your feet. I'm going false. I'm looking that. at my foot. I'm looking at my foot. And just one foot or both feet, right? Feet. Mm. If it was one foot, then there would be half both? the bones in your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I wasn't asking you, Paul. I'm, I'm, the only reason I'm going to say false is because I'm just trying to imagine like that, you know, at school, there's the skeleton on the wall or whatever. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, and I just looking at that, like the, may, maybe we just had inaccurate skeletons. I don't know. Just doesn't seem right, though. Although the other bones are really big now that I think about it. I'm actually mentally I'm counting the bones. Sure. I'm pretty sure the foot and the ankle contain about... I think there's like 26 bones. I want to say true. I tell you what, I'll confirm that. Yeah. Yeah, the true. How many bones are in the hand? This oh, is not that kind of podcast. Hands. <laughs> You're full of <laughs> I don't know. Void in, void in the brick. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure the hands, um, it's 27, 27, 28. For the hand? I'm going to stick with false. All right. So you have a, my hand is borked, so I'm just sitting here counting the number of bones in it right now. I beg you to eat something. Go have a sandwich. We'll wait for you. One quarter of the whole body? Correct. No, I'm going to say false. All right. And the answer is, this one's also true. Oh, my God. <laughs> Total number of bones in one foot. Um, it depends on how old you are, uh, but... Small children, like tiny children, less than five years old, don't have any bones in their foot. Their bones haven't solidified yet, so it's just cartilage. Um, for an adult, the number is 26. Total bones in the body, 206. 52 divided by 206 is 25.2%. Uh, so that is correct. Stupid math. <laughs> <laughs> I had the number of bones wrong in my head. I was like, but that sounds like a quarter. Snapcap fact number 1253. Red kangaroos can hop up to 44 miles an hour. I think that's true, honestly, because I've, I've, I've run alongside those guys. Um, 
back in uh, primary school, uh, what you would call elementary, and um, we had this uh, we had this big cordoned off area that had lots of kangaroos in it. Um, and so for our cross country running, we ran, and then there was like a bunch of them, and they were really fast. So I'm gonna say true. Is this how you fed yourself when your mother abandoned you with a D and D game? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, I rolled for survival and yeah. I passed. <laughs> I'm going to say true. Okay. I'm going to go with false. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the reason I'm going with true is the Australian said ran true. Beside them. Wait, wait, actually, hold up, hold up. I just realized that there's a discrepancy. Are you, were you saying kilometers or miles? Sorry. 44 miles per hour. Oh, okay. Um, mm, oh, no, I'm going to say no then. Come to the dark side, Paul. Come to the dark side. Do I, should we look up? <laughs> Let's look up. I'm waving cookies in front of Paul's face to come to the false side. 40 kilometers per Uh, hour is... 70 kilometers an hour. Oh, wow. I'm going to say true. I'm going to say true. I I didn't yet. Damn it. Just I've seen them go really fast. And the answer is, this one's also true. (laughs) Yay. Points for Paul. I'm sure Buzz Where can I cash these points in, by the way? (laughs) On the thread reader and the, at, the, at, the, at the void in the brick. <laughs> That's where I cash them in. But trash! Yes! Also, at our headquarters, there's a little glass case up front where you can buy little rings that have spiders on the top of them. Okay. It's right next to the skee-ball machine. Tell me why I'm oh, wrong, Grizz. Tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> so, uh, the average comfortable speed of a red kangaroo is 15 miles per hour. Don't ask me what that is in kilometers. However, <laughs> in an emergency... <laughs> For instance, if they're being attacked by a crocodile or an irate camel, uh, they can uh, cover a very short distance at 44 miles per hour exactly, which is 70 That's... kilometers per hour. That is insane. And I got that fact, uh, or confirmation rather, from du- speedofanimals.com. <laughs> an awesome website. They Just probably an awesome know website. that shit then. Not Sorry, a sponsor. Am I allowed to swear on this? I didn't ask. <laughs> Go to town, baby. It's all you. Alright, good. Good. Yep. Shit. But I hope so. We spent an entire weekend being PG. I can't do that shit again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was so hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It really was. I feel so free <laughs> Snapcap fact number two thirteen. The largest ball of twine in the United States weighs over seventeen thousand pounds. I have absolutely no idea. That's 7,711 kilograms. I want to say true. All right. Because I'm guessing it's going to be pretty big. But how big is it? How big is it? (laughs) (laughs) It's big enough you need two glasses of water to get it down. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm going to say true, because everything's been true so far. That's a dangerous game you're playing. <laughs> Actually, I want to change to false. Oh. I'm thinking about the physics of it. Of a 17,000-pound ball? Yeah, Let's twine. hear about your physics. I want to hear the physics before I was <laughs> I mean, looking at, you'd have to, depending on when it was made, you'd have to build something to contain it. It would be quite large. Unless the twine is made out of steel. What if it's just outside, though? Where would you store it? Outside. Underneath of a gazebo. <laughs> that gazebo <laughs> better be made of steel girders. No, under under the Maybe gazebo. Maybe a greenhouse. <laughs> oh, not, one of those. Not atop the gazebo. 
<laughs> Maybe they started making it inside. Yeah, like, did they start outside? Yes. No. Or, oh, did they? It yes. says that? I know everything uh, there is to know about this ball of twine. So this, I this get, particular ball of twine. I get half uh, a point for knowing Balloftwine.com. <laughs> Grizz rolled a 20 on his history check for this particular ball of twine. <laughs> Does, are we allowed to know what the twine is made out of? I've been waiting all week for this. You're driving me nuts. I'm going to say false. I'm going to say correct. I'm going to say true. See, now I was so true and then and then TK left me. Um, join join the poll side. We, we, you didn't eat my cookie. We believe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's another reference for the uh for the for the void in the brick um and <laughs> <laughs> Um, but honestly, I'm, I'm going to say true. Go... Yeah. I'm going to say false. I'm going to go. All right. Me. It's the physics. The me. physics got me. And the answer I is, this one's true too. I'll never let go. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I need to know why. I'm literally, you can't hear it, but I'm slamming my <laughs> head against the desk uh, right now. I'm going to mute it. Cawker City, Kansas. Population 469. Uh, it, this ball of twine is considered one of the eight wonders of Kansas. <laughs> it is, as I said before, contained in an open-air gazebo. And as of September 2009, the ball of twine weighed 19,198 pounds. It consists of 1,510 miles worth of twine. No, I don't know how long that is in metric. Um, <laughs> however, it does stretch from... If you were to unwind it from Cawker City, Kansas, all the way to Yale in New Haven, Connecticut. So how did they put this together? Uh, like they just rolled it? I'm or so glad you asked. It? Every August, you can visit <laughs> Cawker City for Twinathon and add to the ball of twine. You are permitted to walk in a circle as long as you are adding to the ball of twine for as long as you would like. Uh, there's a part of me. That loves chaos. That wants to undo the ball of twine or get a bunch of cats. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> because Hawker <laughs> City, Kansas is involved in a cold war with Lake Nebegaman, Wisconsin, who have their own ball and have been trying to destroy the ball in Kansas for years. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Maddie, when you listen to this, become a cat again. Take that ball of twine out. Actually, I was thinking about time. Time loves doing all that kind of stuff. Traveling to see the Lord. Like, I think he was going to see the largest medical bag created. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it could fit like 80 people. In. Jumbo colostomy bag for people who just don't like uh, dealing with their own shit. <laughs> Snapcat fact number 421. Oh, it's not over. Greyhounds can reach speeds of 45 miles an hour. Are we talking about the bus or the animal? Uh, the animal. <laughs> no, I was going to say it's definitely true. Well um. done. <laughs> that was good. Uh, I'm going to say true. Yeah, I'm going to say true. Those are fast little them. puppers. Yeah. They got long legs. Get them lanky. They're legs. also adorable. Yeah. See, now I feel like if I go true, it'll be false no, this time. No, just join the true side. We think he's picked all true. What do you think? I'm evil. <laughs> I'm thinking that you picked. You, I do you, you think you're evil. Uh, Buzz's true serum. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with false because you're I don't wrong. think it's gonna be you're true. Wrong. Because I think, <laughs> I think he didn't plan it so it would be all true. No, it can't be. And the answer is <laughs> false. Ah! Yeah. 
<laughs> you betrayed my trust. You dogs. Uh, broke the curse. Uh. Ah. Truth serum be damned. I would have been pissed. I'm glad this worked out. <laughs> the fastest greyhound ever was Shaky Jakey. Shaky Jakey. Who ran a lap at Wentworth Park in 27.07 seconds. And that was over a distance of 520 meters. So if you do the math on that, it's 520 divided by 27.07 equals 19.21 meters per second. Uh, if you multiply that by 3,600, you get 69.154 kilometers per hour, which equals 42.97 miles per hour. That's insane. Yeah. Not 45 miles an hour. It's funny, though, because I just then I was like, wow, that's crazy and almost impossible. But before, I was sure that they were doing 45, so... Yes. We'll just round up and say it was 45. <laughs> exactly. Especially since Shaky Jakey was an Australian Greyhound, so you should feel ashamed. I should. I was born in New Zealand, okay? I am not ashamed. Mm, all right. We'll let that pass now. <laughs> Greyhounds are, of course, the second fastest land animal after the cheetah. Wow, really? That's crazy. Yes. Cheetahs can reach have... speeds upwards of 68 miles an hour. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Um, fun fact... In the United States, there are more places to get off of a Greyhound bus than there are Greyhound buses. Wow. Huh. 1,100 Greyhound buses in the United States, 2,700 destinations. I thought you were going to say there's more places to get off one than to get on one. And I was like, that? Yes. That math. That's totally what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and, and the idea is that, like, he, he'll just kick you off anywhere. You just can't get on anywhere. Let me just say that it was very difficult for me to get the Greyhound people to tell me where to get off. So <laughs> you're lucky you got what you got. Eventually they said the void in the brick. I'm just going to bring it up as many times as possible. <laughs> By a score of four to three to two, TK wins. Oh, Did I only TK! get two? We don't talk about any of the other places. We just I applaud the winner two. and move that's on. That's a terrible. That's terrible. That's not terrible. Yeah, well. <laughs> Should I the cookie? Should I the cookie? I'm sorry. You got yeah. three. Feel just better kidding. about yourself because I need you upbeat for the next bit. Oh, yay. Upbeat. <laughs> Woo. Pump it up. Turn up the bass. And now it's time for What's in the Box? The story of one adventurer, two yaks, and at least 33 dates with Destiny. Everybody ready? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. You hatched a plan, having enough of this ship. It is time to bust some heads. If a pirate is best dead, you will attack from the rear, then give them the slip. At the top of the ramp, you spy the old captain, psychotic and drunk on beer, frustrated as you grow near, stuck in a chokehold with the swordsman he's wrapped in. You spy your neighbors and peek over your shoulder to find their yaks aplenty. Pablo and Lord and Penny are frightened by war and stay right where you told them. He screams out, Who be this here stow upon me ship? Once the captain has spied you, dropping the fool he ran through, he pulls a revolver from the loop on his hip. As the captain decides on a place for his bead, the ship is rocked by a blast, the hull phrase giving its last. You snatch up two cutlasses for which you'll have need. It seems that beneath you there was one last surprise. The deck below exploded thought of a battle now eroded, it's clear the ship will sink from what you could surmise. You make for the prowl, ever mindful of missiles, juking and dodging debris. You know the masts have gone free, so you fetch your companions by use of a whistle. 
No need to be tidy, says the captain with fuss, checking his grips as he preps, even as you climb the steps. A cold day in hell when you beat the likes of us. Quick like a flash, he is on you in a second, throwing haymakers and swipes. He falls, a fist to the pipes. This battle is over for now, I shall reckon. The bay fills with swimmers, of both yak and master. You take one to the grape shot, sore from the guard you forgot. The captain leaps to the purview of his pastor. To the floor of the bay with a shudder and rock, the ship ground to a rest. Three of you top the crow's nest, and here only two feet from the end of the dock. You pay the bard a gold piece. He tips his hat to you, the others at your table, and then slinks away into the crowd of the raspy iguana. There is no way that story is true, says the third man sitting across from you, who up until now has been enraptured by the bard's tale. You jerk your head to the left and reply, Don't believe me? Just ask Molly. They then turn their heads to the right to find that just outside the window, Molly and Minnie Mall are absolutely chowing down on a bed of flowers. Your drinking buddies roar with laughter. And that, gentlemen, you conclude, pouring the last of your beer into the third man's half-empty mug with your right hand, while your left palms an unguarded change purse, is where I got my hat. The change purse you purloined is about the size of, say, the inside of a pirate captain's hat. A man foolish enough to place it that close to you probably won't miss it for at least a half an hour. After all, you should get something for your troubles. My question for you is this. What's in the box? What's in the box? And it is well established that bags are boxes on the show. That's canon. <laughs> All right, TK, what's in your box? Uh, this is an inspiration from Extra Life, actually. From your game, CA. <gasps> Shut up, I inspired someone. <laughs> what is in my box? When you reach inside, you get a stick. Dun, dun, dun. And on the stick <laughs> is a... Now, wait a minute. <laughs> ...frozen piece of halibut. I don't understand. <laughs> Did you say fish on a stick? Is that what you said? <laughs> Not just a fish. Yes, that sounds exactly like my campaign. A, a, yes, a that's that's what I would say. That <laughs> can be used as a sword and does poison damage. I'm sorry, wait. I, I watched Extra Life for 55 hours. It's a fish hours. on a stick. That could be a sword. <laughs> I had the stick. Uh, David didn't have a stick. I used to have the stick because, you know. Because you're, you're a decent person. That's fine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let me explain. I feel like I have to explain myself. <laughs> okay. There was a donation that would change a weapon into an inanimate object. <laughs> so I said, David, do you want to name what the inanimate object is? And he was like, well, I don't know what. And I was like, well, it's a fish. <laughs> so he beat this vine, this assassin vine with a fish. <laughs> Because that's all he had. <laughs> all right. Now it makes sense. I appreciate you so putting it on a stick. It's that's a fish smart. sword yes. that does poison damage. Yes. In case you're wondering what hour 50 of a nonstop Thread Raiders podcast looks like, it's this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't stab you with the fish, Grizz. Is anything carved on the fish? There's nothing carved on it, but there is something that looks like it was written on it in magic marker. It says, do not eat me. <laughs> well, that's not... I wish Zynar had listened to that. <laughs> 
Because he did try to eat that fish. It was weird. <laughs> All right. I'll be the one to eat the fish. What happens to me? Is it, it awful? No. Ew. Uh, uh, when you take a bite yeah. out of the fish, you realize it's filled with foam. And you're, you get this weird taste in your mouth. And your stomach kind of feels like it's turning. And you got to find yeah, I, I literally open my mouth and leave behind <laughs> like, you know, most of the fish. But you can see the bite marks where I was about to go down. <laughs> what did we talk about putting right. things in your mouth in a like, we talked about I always this. feel like this time will be different <sighs> Paul's here maybe it was a vitamin <laughs> fish it's a fish on a stick it's not gonna be different Paul what's in your oh, I... <laughs> oh. so I don't my thing's not super funny but um, is, is it round is it round we'll be the judge did of that Round things are mm-hmm. round things it are fun. It is round actually. So <gasps> put your hand in That's to hilarious. the coin purse, which I don't know why nobody else has made a joke about a coin purse yet. But um, you put your hand in the, <laughs> in, the in the coin purse. Um, and, okay, my hand's in there. <laughs> and what do I feel? <laughs> <laughs> this was and, back in the year seventy-seven twenty, so the coins purses were still, yeah. still a thing. And your hand, your fingers glide over a uh, smooth surface an orb of sorts uh you pull it out and quickly glance at it um it's a glass orb but it has the the darkness of night in it uh and closer inspection you uh see swirling lights inside the glass orb um many many millions of them you think you can see uh deeper and deeper the deeper you look into it uh and Basically, it is um, an orb that contains the universe. See, I was just hoping for a portable Studio 54, but you've given me everything. <laughs> That's awesome. If I break it, does the universe get set free? If it breaks, you get teleported to a random place within that universe that is habitable. Um, and so it oh, is geez. sort of a complete game changer item that is, yeah. Well, a reset habitable. button, if you will. Try and break it. Yep. But the, yeah, the actual function of it is that you can do knowledge checks on it. Um, and if you get high enough, you know, decided by the DM, you can uh, see the event or read a book like your, your vision goes through the universe to a planet, to a house, to a book, and you read what is there. Cool. Um, and, that's how, and that's how you gain um, knowledge. Yeah. Now, so you said that you're teleported to a place within that universe. Does anything happen to the universe that you're in? Uh, no, you just leave it. It is just completely gone. Yeah. What would that look like to somebody who was like standing it. next to you? So if there was like a, you know, a, a companion, say a, a yak of considerable size and hunger, <laughs> what would she say? Uh, I imagine the, uh, the orb, let's say you broke it by throwing it at the ground. Sure. Um, the essence breaks out, swells around you sucks you in and then the glass sort of knits itself back together um and forms the whole orb again that's one smoky party i like it (laughs) so i actually uh, i was thinking a really cool idea would be to have a machine that breaks the orb over and over as a way to use it as a portal like a a jail yeah that'd be cool to a bad universe Mm -hmm. if anybody wants to use that idea if you've seen the one um 2001 movie i think uh, gently. Anyway, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I really do. I don't. Yeah, that sounds fun. All right, CA, Yay. what do you got? I gotta up my ante over here. 
<laughs> I've got a universe in a bag. I mean, you got to go the opposite way. Go to the quantum level. <laughs> I'm a little concerned. <laughs> you reach in the bag and find a Higgs boson particle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in the box. Wait, you ha- you have to wait for the physicist to stop laughing. All right, go ahead. <laughs> you find in the box uh, a long <laughs> chain. <laughs> I joke kill, killed at the planetarium. I'm just saying. <laughs> so it's a long chain. <laughs> at one side of the chain, there is an amethyst that looks like it's in the shape of uh, like a triangle. And on the other side of the chain, there is a pendulum. That has a mole rat on it, like a naked mole rat. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Uh, So, scale one to ten, how naked is your mole rat? There are. Are we talking? (laughs) Does he have his whiskers on? He's one hundred percent completely nude. He's got some whiskers on there. Okay. Yeah. It's like an eight. It's just an engraved mole rat in there. All right. Yes. Um, Oh, he's engraved. Yes. What uh, What does it say? It doesn't say anything. It's just the the mole rat image oh he is graven he's a graven moment okay Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's two books in the box as well so if i hold him to the ground uh can he sniff out say worms or other (laughs) delectable things maybe no it's not an actual mole rat well i mean you know okay so i wear the necklace but then i get down on the ground can i smell the truffles (laughs) (laughs) no this is a way to retire you don't what what happens (laughs) if i ask the pendulum a question no, nothing. That's happened. a good one. <laughs> Can you break it and go to a different universe? No, it's not the universe. <laughs> Thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> so snarky. So snarky that, Is that response. Is there universe? <laughs> no, it's not. What, what can I Paul. use it for? Can I use it as a weapon? So uh, what you can do is you open up, let's say, a book that you want to copy. Okay. You can hold the amethyst over it while holding the mole rat in your hand. Okay. <laughs> then you open the other book, which is <laughs> which is completely empty. Like all the pages, there's nothing written on it. Okay. Sure. And you can put your hand over it and it will copy what's in the first book <laughs> over into the book that has no writing in it, but it will be in Braille. Oh, oh so cool. Boom. Oh. So it's a copy-paste for blind people. <laughs> That's amazing. Right? That is so useful. Look at that. So does the mole rat like punch the braille into the paper with his fangs? <laughs> <laughs> no, because you're holding it in your left hand so that the amethyst is above the other book. No, that's that true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's just mm. magic. But <laughs> it is, it does. What you're saying is it's not a universe. No, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> you want it so bad. You know, that's I, the shame of it. <laughs> Can I ask? No. Can I ask why the mole? I'm going rapper? to take uh, his ball and I'm going to smash him with it and <laughs> send him to another universe. Say, <laughs> <laughs> see you there. <laughs> uh, why a mole rat? Because they're blind. So oh, I thought that would go cool. with the Grail part. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. To come kishlock with you, sir. <laughs> Ex- excuse Bless me, you. come kishlock. Uh, okay. <laughs> Remember three cues. Okay. <laughs> I have to support the chain. Yeah. I have to support the chain. The DM reset yeah. button is so juicy, but uh, the snarkiness. Uh, <laughs> the chain wins it. Well done, CA. Yay. 
Yay, well done. I really do like the blind mole rat thing. That's really <laughs> good. Yes, that is very good. Yeah. Way to rise to the occasion. I try. Let's <laughs> <laughs> start off as like, it's going to be an amethyst. And he was like, and the ball has the universe. And I was like, and it's going to have two books and a chain and a mole rat. <laughs> and he's blind and there's Braille. <laughs> we are controlling transmission. All right, well, let's wrap it up. Uh, during this portion of the show, we like to talk about what we're doing and, of course, what you're doing. Yes. So, uh, Lord Luxapro, can you tell me uh, <laughs> what you have coming up? Coming up within the podcast right now on the shoulder, uh, we have season two uh, in a couple of weeks releasing. So the last few episodes of season one are still rolling out. Um, with that, we got some super exciting um, Christmas episodes, Yay. which we're going to release like all four at once. Excited. And then outside of that, with my game dev um, circles, I'll also be uh, starting on a new podcast. Don't have a name for it yet, but if you follow us on Twitter, you'll hear about it. And then also I'm looking to start a Twitch stream of Call of Thule. Nice. So, yeah, that's that's, that's what I'm doing. And for those of you who are interested in listening to the show, and you absolutely should because it's very good, uh, you can find them on Twitter at TheShoulderCast. Oh, yes, that is correct. And then on uh, Instagram, uh, I believe we're the shoulder, on the shoulder podcast. And then we're on Stitcher, Anchor, SoundCloud, iTunes, anywhere you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to leave a five-star review, totally up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't, I'll send you to another universe. But, you know, <laughs> you if you want to. Okay, sera, sera for this podcast. This is iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. I can do. Well, now we're up to us. Uh, November the 30th through the 2nd. PAX Unplugged in Philadelphia. Yes! TK's coming to town and we're going to chase down a kangaroo. It's going to be amazing. Yes, I have already (laughs) booked TK's plans for his visit. He doesn't know, but surprise. (laughs) And (laughs) I made room in my fridge for Pip because that was a promise. I'm smuggling Mr. Pip. Yes, because we don't have it here. It's very sad. Sad, sad story. But super excitement. <laughs> I cannot wait. Uh, Acquisitions Incorporated. I'm a huge freaking fan of their show. I cannot wait to see the next episode. I think it's going to be amazing, as it always is. And the schedule is out. So for all those who want to know about PAX Unplugged and what they got going on and what games they're going to be playing, um, it is up. So everything from Dungeons & Dragons board games, they have a library there so you can uh, rent out games and play with your friends. I know last year, Steel Empire came. Um, we had maybe like a good group, about like 10 people uh, come out and play with us. So I heard that there's more people even on Twitter going and you are more than welcome to come hang out with us. Uh, so far, we have about nine people. Uh, but the more the merrier. They have these huge tables that we can, you know, hang out at or we can walk around. I'm going to cosplay as Gritty. Yes. <laughs> there are a bunch of people on Twitter and about 20 more on Discords I'm a part yes. of. And we're going to hijack a table because Shimmer, is it Shimmer Wild? Is that how you pronounce it? Shimmer Wendell. Yes. Said that they would teach us how to paint miniatures and I'm really bad at it. So. Halloween is like a five-week event in CA's world, so you just I they, love it keeps on going and going. <laughs> yes, well, it went really well last time. I was surprised. So even by in the, the time dark, November rolls know. around, she's gonna have one glove, <laughs> and like one of the eyes will be a big googly eye, and then the other will be a little tiny googly eye. <laughs> now I gotta make that happen. It's so creepy. <laughs> It's like he's waking at me. Well, there's a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people don't like puppets and requested that I don't hang out with them when I wear it. So 
I'll probably do that on Friday and hang out with everyone Saturday. <laughs> if you're puppet phobic and you do not want to go to PAX Unplugged on a Friday. Yeah, and I found that out the wrong way on the train when I wore it. And I felt really bad about that. So we won't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> but we learn from our mistakes. <laughs> then on December the 28th, uh, we are going to have the best of the Thread Raiders countdown, which yes. will be a special episode that we're doing because we are off for that week. Yes. Uh, I have compiled a humongous uh, group of highlights uh, in MP3 form. I'm going to smash them all together and we're going to do a thing. Now, what I haven't talked about so far is that we need something to go in between of each clip. And what I'd like to do is to actually have uh, various thread raiders say the numbers, number 50, number 25, number 8, so on and so forth, in funny ways like we did for our title sequence. If you would like to join, that would be great. Uh, you could, if you just record yourself saying whatever numbers you want to say, it doesn't have to be all of them, uh, post the file somewhere online and then let me know where it is. Uh, I will go download it and then incorporate it into the show. Number 1005. Can can I ask how many how many numbers are there? I, I would hi I would recommend maybe top 75. I thought you meant how many thread raiders. I, do, I was like, wow, well, let me count. Can I do my submission now? No. You, I have enough <laughs> editing to do in this episode. It's a whole Damn. separate thing. You can add yeah, on. She's going to edit on. out my whole track. I know what it is. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so um, uh, I, have, I have a thing coming up that I could mention then. Can I mention yes, it? Yes, of course. Yep. Uh, so on November 11th, uh, Supernova Brisbane, um, Lamora, uh, as in Elizabeth, will be there cosplaying as Lamora herself, her own character. Oh, so cool. Um, so look out for her. She has business cards to hand out and stuff like that. Um, and a really awesome costume. Anyway, yeah. so there's yeah, that. Wait a minute. Pictures. So you said, so cosplaying as herself, is she doing like the Eastern European Russian Roma <laughs> thing? Yes. That's yes. so she cool. Is, she, she is dressing up as a succubus, a Russian yes. Eastern European succubus, and she will be... Uh, yeah, she'll be at Supernova Yay. Brisbane. Let uh, her November know we're fans. We need a photo. Hashtag fans. Thread Raiders. Yes. We absolutely want to see Definitely that. Definitely will. Oh, yeah. we would yeah. love to see it. <gasps> I'm so excited now. Oh. And then one <laughs> last thing on January uh, January 3rd through the 6th. MAGFest. MAGFest. One of our Let's favorites. MAGFest <laughs> is my favorite thing in the whole world. We are and going to freeze knows. to death beside the river together. <laughs> it's going to be great. I don't know why people don't come to this like festival. It's so good and I love it. Everyone's so accepting and loving and caring and wonderful. And there's 24 hours of gaming the entire time. There's pinball games. They have chip tunes, music concerts, raves. Like it's amazing. So everyone should come hang out. There's a lot of playtesting. I know Z-Man groups. I do playtesting for them. They go plat hat games, you know. Uh, all of that fun stuff. So come hang out with us. It's going to be great. Buzz will be there, but he's the only one. Nobody else likes this one or has tried this one, but you should. You should try it because it's fantastic. And sure, there's no food trucks, but you can pay $30 for a martini. So I know. <laughs> and I think that's part of it, too, is that it's the location that they chose is pretty expensive, which is very sad. But I can tell you about all the things to get around that and to be cheap. I am good at being cheap. So <laughs> contact me and I will help you survive through MAGFest. It's totally worth your time. Yes, we are poor people because a certain unnamed tea brand company won't become the name tea brand company. <laughs> Sons of bitches. <laughs> How many times do you have to ask? I mean, I don't understand. 
And with that, I want to thank all of the listeners uh, for being here today. I thank also you. want to thank our guest, Lord Lexapro. Oh. Yay. Hey. Thanks, Paul. Thanks so you much have been a fantastic guest. Yes, we had a great time. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on, guys. Always. This is amazing. And we also want to thank our sponsor, Tabletop Loot. Uh, if you use the code THREADRAIDERS while you're at Tabletop Loot for your dice or uh, clothing needs, they have mugs, all kinds of stuff, uh, you will receive a discount. 15% off... Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Fabulous. And if you enjoyed our show, we would appreciate a, a tweet if you have the time uh, to help spread the word. And you can find out more about the Thread Raiders on threadraiders.com, including links to all of our social media properties, including Discord, Twitter, etc., etc., etc. Yeah.